Hello, everybody. I hope you are having a great day. My day has been very, very challenging. I had an interview earlier with a future guest, and it froze on me, then which threw me off from starting another interview. But I love that I have an amazing team like Dorian, who set up something else for me and we were able to get it done. And you will absolutely love Sherelle Moore Tucker. I have just really started the meditation and morning yoga or morning sun salutations journey. But Sherelle has some really unique ways that she is teaching yoga and allowing people to tap into some of those things that may have been hidden for so long through the power of yoga and meditation. So I thought that this was perfect. And, you know, some things happen for a reason because this is great to kick off the new year, something that you may have been thinking about doing for quite some time, but needed the nudge to go ahead and start doing it. Well, I think this episode will give you the nudge that you need. So you will love this episode, especially if you have been thinking about going deeper through yoga and meditation. So please enjoy Powerful Mind. This interview is via Skype. So there is a little bit of feedback. So just bear with us on that. But you will enjoy it. I'm sure you will. Again, here is Powerful Mind with Sherelle Moore Tucker. Enjoy. Cool people do cool things. But once you realize, look, I can't get what I need from that situation, I have to like do some personal self-development. Then you go to the next level. I encourage people to get out of your comfort zone. What was your normal before? You gotta outsmart yourself. You gotta introduce yourself to a new way of living. Cool people say cool things. You need to make sure that people know who you are and what you stand for. And so I learned I have got to have unshakable belief in myself to be able to go out there and demand what it is that I know I deserve. I'm Rashawn Ali, and this is Cool People. Just be cool. It is another edition of the Cool People portion of the Cool Sore podcast. I'm really, really happy to have Sherelle Moore Tucker, owner of Sherelle Moore Tucker Wellness. She is a yoga and meditation expert. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. This is uh, fantastic um, because it's interesting, but I've been like trying to figure out my my life in the world of meditation. I've tried, <laughs> you know, a lot before and then I stopped. And now this time I've kind of, it's kind of been working, I guess. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but we'll talk all about that. So let's talk, uh, you know, let's start th- from the beginning. You're from Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, Augusta, GA. I like to tell people home of James Brown, home of the masters, because that's usually what people uh, recall if they even know anything about Augusta. So very, very proud to to be a Georgia peach. Love it. Love it. (laughs) I love it, too. I'm right there with you, right from the A. Right from the A. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you even get into yoga? Yeah, so um, I tell people, you know, yoga was definitely not on my radar at all. Uh, So I have a very, uh, I come from a 
a very active background. So I wouldn't necessarily say that I came from a fitness background, but I was always drawn to movement. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I can kind of look back at those seats and see where I was drawn to, whether it was running track. uh, I was a cheerleader for a number of years. Uh, I went to a fine arts, uh, performing uh, fine arts school and was in ballet. And so I've always been drawn and felt energized by movement. And uh, when I was in the military, which seems like a long time ago, I was serving in the army and had some issues with my back, Mm -hmm. which, um, which led me to physical therapy, which led me down this road of different uh, types of therapies that I had never really had a physical challenge before, like pretty much growing up all throughout middle school, high school, into my 20s. Very rarely got sick, didn't really have any issues. So when I started having back issues and was actually told at at the age of 23, 24, that I was dealing with uh, osteoarthritis, I was in complete shock. Like, are you serious? Like, I've always moved. And so, you know, being a young person facing a health challenge, um, it was not only just the stiffness and the tightness in my low back and um, that affected my mobility, but also those things that as a young person, I wasn't really equipped to deal with, which was kind of like bouts of depression. Why is my life changing? Why is this happening to me? And so with that, um, speaking with my doctor, he recommended that I try yoga. Now, I can tell you at the time, I thought it was just all about, um, you know, getting myself back to where I was from a physical standpoint. But looking back on it, you know, I think the doctor, of course, they go to school for for what they do and highly trained. But, you know, I think he realized that, you know, it was a little bit more to it. And I began to explore this world of wellness and the mind body uh, connection. And so uh, when I tried yoga, I can tell you I had to be transparent. I didn't like it. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was young, full of ego. Um, I just didn't get it. How was slowing down going to get me back on track? It didn't make sense in my 20 year old mind. So um, I continued like a lot of people to just live with the pain. I began to normalize it. Uh, began to continue on my journey, you know, trekking down this road of uh, determination. At the time I was in grad school, pursuing a master's degree while going to school full time, barely making it through, just, you know, just barely wanting to finish. And I did finish. And uh, like so many women, uh, we put ourselves last. And so once I was able to finish that accomplishment, uh, by this time, I completed my time in the military, had moved to the D.C. area. Uh, the the suburbs of Maryland and uh, something within me was like hey maybe try that yoga thing one more time like what do you have to lose like your life is slowing down try it again and this time when I tried it was totally different by this time I was um, I was like maybe around 30 31 so you know I was I had been dealing with the pain for a while and this time I fell in love with it and I began to embrace the practice on a whole nother level. I really immersed myself in going to classes like four to, four to five days a week. I began to see significant improvement in my back pain, my mobility. Um, and But but not just that. It, it was also a change in the way that um, I was able to pause and review my thoughts and just get to another level of really knowing myself. Mm -hmm. I kind of grew up thinking, 
you know, when you go on vacation or you go get your hair and your nails done or you go to the spa, it's like a you're treating yourself. So that's not the norm. When you do the work, then you get a chance to treat yourself. So when I would go to these yoga classes and we would have like the, the notorious yoga nap where you get kind of get a chance to lay down and just relax, it didn't seem normal to me. And I'm like, well, what did I do to deserve this? And it's oh, like wow. I, I began to um, talk to people and my mind um, began to be very, very much open to, um, just you being you is enough. Mm. And, um, I began to find healing in my mind. A lot of emotions that I had suppressed came up bubbling up and I was able to address that. And I believe, um, I, I, I spread, I, I believe that I was totally heal from the inside out. So not just the arthritis, but it was a spiritual healing as well as an emotional healing uh, through the process of, of yoga. And also, you know, just reestablishing my relationship with God, wow. uh, which which I feel like was divine healing. And so it was it was something that I never saw coming. But what I got from it was so much more than just a yoga class, but an awakening to my to my true self. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. So how far along in the journey did you start to notice change? Like when you started taking these classes, how long mm-hmm. did it take for you to say something's happening here? I tell you, not long, yeah. <laughs> not long. I mean, I've been practicing since probably around 2008 or sometime. But when I think back, it, it happened pretty quickly. Um, you know, you can take a yoga class and you may not uh, end up touching your toes by the end of your class or, or some of these, you know, kind of expectations we place on ourselves. But I definitely felt different, I would say, even after the first class or two and definitely by the end of that week. Because remember, I was going on a I was pretty consistent. I was I was consistently going. And so, you know, with anything, when there's consistency there, you can definitely unlock uh, things. Yeah. Um, a lot quicker. And so uh, my sleep was better. I was able to have to really embrace and enjoy full night's sleep. Um, I was able to feel a little bit more mo- uh, movement in my in my lower body and my back uh, where I had problems walking for long periods of time where I would have to stop and take breaks. I began to feel a little bit more freedom and openness in my back. And Yoga is a really wonderful modality for those that are dealing with uh, spinal health issues and trying to build up that area because there are lots of uh, bends, not just back bends, the the extreme ones that you see like maybe on a on a magazine or on Instagram. But, you know, uh, exploring full range of motion from your for your back, bending side to side, forward and back and twist. Usually a common class will incorporate those types of movements. And when you do that on a consistent basis, it slowly reminds your body that this is the way you were designed to move. And you slowly begin to gain some of that mobility back, not at a, uh, like at a, a pace of like a power yoga class or anything like that, but taking your time, being consistent with the practice, being gentle with yourself. I slowly began to feel strong in a way that I hadn't before. And it was different because I was always a, a competitive person, not with other people, but myself uh, coming from being a cheerleader, running track and different things like that. I, and, and also being in the military, I can remember going into basic training 
And, you know, by the end, you're running like miles and miles, like it's nothing with, with you know, with your rucksack. And I was like, wow, it's, it can't get any better than this. Like, I'm never going to feel this strong again yeah, yeah, than when I feel yeah. in the military. But I'm telling you, when I started the practice of yoga, I felt the same way. I'm like, wow, I'm strong in a different way. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was, it just felt different. It awakened me in a different type of way. And so I really uh, enjoy the practice of yoga. And I can tell you, even when I started practicing in 2008 and now it's 2018, my practice has evolved. I don't practice the same way that I did even two years ago or five years ago. The practice grows with you as you grow. Beautiful, beautiful. And, And then you decided to like take it deeper because now, I mean, you're certified in so many different specialties. Why does that um, continue to intrigue you to to become um, efficient in so many different, I guess, genres of yoga? Yeah, I tell you. So when I started, you know, it really was all about me. I enjoyed the practice so much. I uh, wanted to start teaching probably about two years later to just share the practice with other people and teaching is is so it's such a special uh, space to be in because you get an opportunity to share with you love, but then you also get a chance to share space with people that uh, are coming to the practice for different reasons. And so I had my reason and my story, but I began to hear so many other stories. Mm-hmm. And the commonality of the stories, as I see it now in 2018, was trauma. Mm. Very, very much drawn to uh, trauma. Um, And I believe that the more understanding that we have around the way that the mind and the body works as it relates to trauma, I believe that we can do some amazing healing in our communities and not the type of trauma that... um, you know, that the, the buzzwords like the, the PTSD, not diminishing right. those things, but the, the common ones that you hear about. I'm talking about the uncommon ones. I'm talking about the death of a family member right. and not being able to properly grieve. I'm talking about the military service members that PCS five, six, seven times in a, in a number of years and never feel settled trying to find their space. I'm talking about losing a child. I'm talking about the everyday trauma, not the, you know, the ones that you hear about on the news, but but the, the unsung heroes, the ones that, that have lost a job, that are dealing with the loss of a career, those that are dealing with um, the, the dissolving of a marriage, dealing with divorce. All of those things are social or health trauma, uh, a loved one being diagnosed with cancer. And now all of a sudden you're a full-time caregiver. So I started seeing a lot of trauma in our community and wanted to really just dig in deep as, as I could through, um, as through different classes and trainings to learn how I could help those that are dealing with trauma that no one is talking about and uh, just being able to help um, our communities with that, being able to trust their bodies again, being able to find peace in their mind when they're dealing with so much. Um, Because many of the, the traumas that we deal with, because we don't talk about it so much, people begin to suppress it or normalize it and it manifests in the body over time yeah. through different ailments, through different diseases. Um, and it's not to say that uh, through my learning, what I've learned is it, it's not to say that if you have a hip pain or a back pain or something's going on with your neck, that is, is not something 
uh, it's not a physical ailment. Uh, that that is true, but I believe that there's a more awareness around. There could be some type of emotional cause to it, or it could be some suppressed energy of a, of an emotion of an experience that plays into um, how you feel in your physical body. Wow, and that is totally fascinating to me. It really is. It is. It is fascinating the way our minds and our bodies operate as it relates to memories, experiences. Um, the way the mind works is you, you can close your eyes and you can take a memory and take yourself back there and your body doesn't necessarily have a concept of time, but you can relive an experience and your body can react to something you're thinking about years ago as if it's happening right wow. now. Wow. That is fascinating to me. Um, and I think that that is something that needs to be discussed more in our communities as we um, now there's a lot more information and education around trauma. I even took a class uh, in, in the A <laughs> uh, at uh, a beautiful yoga studio called uh, Chill Yoga Shop Studio called uh, Race Based Trauma. That there are many people that uh, deal with race and don't realize that there's a trauma attached to it as well. And so we're, I just love this, this space that I'm in, in the wellness community and yoga, where we're bringing more awareness around yoga, not just from the space of, you know, doing yoga to get strong and to get flexible or to, to get the yoga booty. But this modality can um, be in a space to help people that would not normally go to a yoga studio. This is unprecedented work that you're doing. This is so good. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. So is there a story that you can tell me from one of your trauma uh, yoga students where they came in so broken and then you now see them whole? Um, absolutely. You know, some some of the some of the stories that that I've heard are um I mean, it just makes it makes your heart smile uh, when people come to the mat. You don't know what they're bringing with them. And you just be surprised that everyday people that are doing so much are caring also so much. Um, and so I have uh, one one student in particular that came to a free class that I was offering many times. Um, I offer free classes to different faith-based communities and churches, and this class happened to be a free class at a church. And so different people in the community come out, and towards the end, now it, this may seem like, okay, this is the kind of story I was looking for, Sherelle, but there there definitely is a, a lesson in the story. And so towards the end, uh, people were kind of coming up to me talking, saying how much they enjoyed the class. And it was this one young lady that came up, and shared with me that this was her first yoga class uh, in a number of years and that she had been raped um, a few years ago. And what she was coming to tell me was definitely something that I need to know as an instructor, but I was so grateful to her for sharing her story. So at the end of class, um, normally I will just kind of spray some lavender around and the lights were dim. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to come up to tell me that um, although she enjoyed the lavender, um, part of her experience when she was raped was that she was sprayed in the face. Oh. 
with some type of pepper spray or however, and that was a trigger for her. And I can tell you with her, she, I, and I was heart wrenched. I, I was apologizing profusely. And she was like, no, no, I know that you didn't know. I smelt it in the air. I knew what it was, but it was a trigger. And she said, from that point on, it was very hard for me to get back in that space of relaxing. This was towards the end of class. And so um, she wanted to just come up to me and say that she really enjoyed the class and just wanted to share that with me. And I tell you from that point, as a young teacher, I was very mindful of that. And then as she mentioned the trigger, it really pushed me to get a lot deeper with trauma and the things that people are bringing to the mat. She said that it was the first yoga class that she had taken since that rape and that she was excited to start taking more for the freedom that she felt in her body and the way that she felt moving on the mat. And it was the beginning of her journey, but it was also the beginning of mine as I wanted to pursue more information on trauma and also how I was teaching classes to make my class more trauma sensitive. Wow. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're you're also a meditation expert. And this is, um, first of all, I'm just, I'm just, again, I'm very happy to to talk to you. And I'm so happy that our, you know, the the folks that listen to this show are going to those who may be already doing yoga or practicing yoga. And those Mm -hmm. who have been like thinking about it, I know that you will give them that permission slip that they've been waiting on once they hear this. Seriously, seriously. So let's talk a little bit more, um, well, more in depth about meditation. I've tried it before, and mm-hmm. I'm like, am I supposed to be thinking? What am I? I nothing's, <laughs> nothing's clear. I mean, and then, and then I did a guided meditation, not guided, but I did, one of my friends, my business partner, he texted me some things um, to meditate on, and I've, I've talked about it mm-hmm. on the podcast, and I meditated on everybody at my job, smiling and being peaceful. So I did a two minute visualization type Mm -hmm, meditation. mm -hmm. And I really wanted that energy when I went to work and I meditated on it for just two minutes. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you it happened when I went to work, I was like, Oh my God, this is great. (laughs) So it showed me that that type of meditation may work for me. Mm -hmm, I know that you talk about all types of different, you know, meditation styles. Can you Mm -hmm. kind of go in depth on that? Sure. So, you know, I, I um, kind of specialize. So mindfulness meditation, uh, where you um, specifically the one that I teach in yoga, which, you know, it, I try not to um, I try to be mindful of time. So we, we may, you know, do some meditation and breath work for about maybe five to seven minutes or so before we go into into the flow, into the practice. But um, I think that one of the easiest forms is to focus on your breath. And I love visualization as as a part of the the meditative journey. Many people are drawn to um, a meditation um, from the outside looking in. It seems like it's something that can help. It, it can be very peaceful. But there's also other sides to meditation. I think a lot of people don't realize how difficult it can be to meditate. It right. seems very right. simple. And I, but I believe that it really truly is simple. It's just the expectations that we place on ourselves as we compare ourselves to others. Mm -hmm. And so if you're able to release some of that and allow yourself a little bit more freedom in um, just to have the experience, 
and to continue on the journey, you'll find that it's, it's a practice that's well worth incorporating into your everyday life. Instead of focusing on the 15, uh, 20 minute meditations, I tell people to just start maybe with three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. If you're someone that enjoys or you feel um at peace with uh, sounds and vibrations and maybe maybe music, um, then incorporate that into your practice. And so the, the practice of meditation, just like yoga, can grow with you. You start where you are. Uh, don't try to turn yourself into something that you're not. And then as you continue to learn and grow, your meditation practice will grow with you. And so I find that a lot of people are not comfortable with silence or or stillness and so what I encourage is for people you know if you're okay with music maybe start with a little bit of music first um, to kind of calm the overactive mind down and then finding something that's going to help like a mantra a word to bring your mind back to the present moment to that space uh, that's something that can be helpful for people using a word or using your breath, uh, sometimes using breath meditation and counting for many people that don't uh, don't do well on their own at home meditating. Of course, get a guided meditation, allow someone to talk you through the process. And I find that that works best for many people that I encounter versus trying to do it at home and they're on their own. There are plenty and plenty of apps that are available to help people with uh, meditation that I believe you can find the right one for you if you would just uh, open up your mind and look at your options instead of trying to keep yourself in a box. Right. Um, right. I also work with uh, faith-based communities, so I also have expertise in Christian meditation, which is a different orientation. Mm-hmm. And so really just trying to bring a lot of awareness around the power of the mind. That's really what it's about. And that's that's the part that I'm drawn to that we don't re- we really don't realize how powerful our mind really is. And as we uh, continue to develop ourselves as as a as a culture and as a society through working out and boot camps and, you know, everybody uh, wants to get fit, wants to get healthy. Uh, sometimes the mind is left behind because the practice of meditation is really a muscle. It's, it's a yes. discipline. It's, it's an exercising of the mind, not trying to get your mind to just empty like I want an empty mind. That's that's not really the goal. But it's really the discipline to be able to observe your thoughts. You know, if you're constantly finding yourself in a situation, maybe take some time to observe your thoughts. Are you having self-sabotaging thoughts? Is your subconscious mind making the decisions for you? Mm-hmm. And on your conscious level, you don't even realize it. And so when, when you really get into a meditation, it's not so much the type of meditation, but it's just about your willingness to go there right. because right. meditation in all forms happens at that subconscious level. So we have the conscious, the subconscious and the unconscious level. Many times people don't realize your beliefs, your thoughts, everything uh, is held at that subconscious level. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to meet yourself there, you're able to discover so many things about yourself, not sometimes pleasant things. Sometimes things will come up that you thought that you had gotten over that are still buried in your subconscious mind as it relates to insecurities, anger, resentment, bitterness towards others. 
uh, being a spiritual person that I am, I do believe in spiritual root causes for things. So one of the things that I looked into for myself when I was dealing with osteoarthritis, I found I found out that some of those emotions associated around arthritis is unforgiveness and bitterness. Wow. And so part of my uh, divine healing, I believe that I received is I had to go back and also reconcile some things with my father, with family members that I believe played a part in that diagnosis of arthritis. Remember, I'm someone that was pretty active. Right. There's no arthritis in my family. I was not in a car accident. I didn't just fall and hurt myself. This was something that just kind of came out of the blue. Even the doctors didn't understand what is this? This doesn't make sense. And so for me, as I began to research and dive in deep, there are ailments that can come into your body that are the manifestation of things that you have not dealt with because they're buried in your subconscious mind. Wow. And so um, meditation is a great tool to use to uh, explore and discover things about yourself that maybe you had forgotten or maybe you you, you just didn't know. Hmm. And so those things become revealed through strengthening strengthening your muscle Mm -hmm. of meditation. Absolutely. That's that's where a lot of things were revealed to me. And it was a painful process. I didn't want to hear that I was resentful or I was still bitter or holding unforgiveness against people. But that's what came up. And during during the meditation, when you when you have periods where you are able to really sit with yourself it can be a scary thing. In the beginning, when, when I would do meditations and people were new to yoga, that was the hardest part for most of the people in the class that were new to the practice. It wasn't the postures. It was it was really sitting with myself, not looking around at, at the person to the right or to the left, but it was like closing my eyes and actually being still. You have to be bold to go there because many times we don't like what we see. Right. The distractions are there for a reason. Many of us, we, we speak negatively about the distractions. But in the end, many of us, and myself included, have to really understand that sometimes we embrace the distractions because it keeps us from the deeper issues within ourselves. Ooh. That is very deep, what you just said. <laughs> We do and all know, the time, I myself included, because yeah. I've been meditating for a number of years. But I mean, there's it's still a journey. There's still some things that are hidden. There's still some things that need to be revealed. And if you are bold enough to sit with yourself, they'll come to the they'll come bubbling up to the surface. But it's only for your good, and it's only for your healing. Mm. I feel like I'm being healed tonight. <laughs> 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 wow. So what's uh, what's uh, your daily routine? What's it like for you? So my daily routine. So I'm very much um, I'm very much drawn to uh, right now. I've progressed with my uh, my meditative practice where I used to use a lot of music and now I don't. Mm-hmm. So I usually get up in the morning um, and I have time of uh of prayer and meditation. And so I usually pray first and, you know, read, read some scripture or devotion. And then I just sit and meditate. And I'm at, at this point, because I've been doing it for a while, I just sit, I just sit in silence and I do about 20 minutes mm-hmm. and it kind of just gives me an opportunity to just be still um, and just be <laughs> and just kind of uh, reset myself uh, for the day. And then I, 
you know, move forward with um, uh, yoga. So many people would be surprised, even though I teach yoga, I don't I don't practice for hours on hours. I'm I'm 42 years old. I've lived life and uh, I'm not at the at the place where I'm trying to put um I'm trying to keep up with anybody like those, those days are kind of behind me. So I, I feel I feel pretty good when I have a, a 15 or 20 minute practice. I practice in the morning. But I tell you, I really like to practice at night. I really like that nighttime yoga because many people lose out on a lot of sleep because they're in pain. And so I find that even with myself, um, I enjoy opening up my body and doing yoga in the evening. And it, it makes for a nice, restful sleep. Wow. And so. If I don't do it in the morning, I do it at night. But I tend to enjoy meditation in the morning more so than in the evening. Um, and then I, I go about my day, you know, with my to-do list and teaching my classes, meeting people, reconnecting with people. Um, I find that meditation helps me with creativity, coming up with new ideas and, and opportunities to share the practice and meditation with other people, connect, finding those divine connections with other people. Um, it's just really opened my whole world to something really different than what I had in my early 20s. Yeah. 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 How different would your life be without yoga? It would be totally different. Yeah. Absolutely different. I mean, now I, I, I mean, I would probably still be who I am now, but probably a more uptight version because I tell people, so I'm, I'm an introvert, but I was also very type A personalities. And so I'm able to, to look back at my life now. I, I, I tell this story to people. I can remember being, 14 years old in middle school and very, very future focused as far back as I can really remember, but specifically at 14 because I took the PSAT. And so from that time on, I really don't have a lot of memories of high school because I was so focused on college. That's how probably wow. upright I was as a kid. Like I wanted to live the dream of being on a different world and mm-hmm. meeting my Dwayne Wayne in college. And so I kind of was, um, I think meditation is so important for me because I know how it feels to be in the present, but not live in the present. Ooh. You live in future. And so all through high school, I kind of felt like I floated along like anybody that got in my way as far as education and getting to school. They were cut off. I was very mean, just kind of very uptight, but very focused, just very, very focused type A personality. Um, Everything was on a list. I had to do this. I had to accomplish this by a certain time. And so coming to the practice of yoga, my challenge is uh, still learning how to just be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And many times uh, I will when it's a it's a great class or a, a, an amazing workshop or something at the end, I will just sit there with, with no one there and I would just close my eyes and just try to soak it in because I never did that before. Mm-hmm. As soon as I would have a great experience, it would be fleeting and I would be on to the next thing. Okay, well, that's great. Let's move on. And I didn't even get any joy or anything out of it. And so I'm learning now how to just stop pause, breathe, and enjoy the moment Yes. instead of going on to the next thing. Like so many of us do as women. (laughs) Yeah, we do it all the time. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we do it all the time. Wow. So how can people connect with you and just like follow your movement? You are just, 
I feel your energy through this Skype. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. But how can people connect with you? Yeah, they can connect with me uh, on my website. So if uh, they can go to SherelleMoreTucker.com, all running together, and they will find um, they'll find my blogs. They'll find some videos. I have some YouTube videos as well as an online studio. And they can follow me on um, on the platforms of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, definitely reach out to me if they want to connect. I have the opportunity to not only teach yoga and meditation, but also do presentations. So I have opportunities that have uh, been made available to me to speak, to talk about meditation, to do interactive sessions and workshops, doing team building exercises and things of that nature. And I'm just uh, praying that I'll have more opportunities to do that with different communities this year as I bring more awareness around mindfulness, around the mind, the power of the mind-body connection, uh, especially for millennials and people my age uh, that are dealing with social and health trauma so that they can really get the healing that they need. Right. Well, I know that you have offered some healing today uh, through, through this episode. I, I, I'm excited about waking up in the morning to do my meditation and really... Um, I gotta be get serious about um, yoga because I it's been on my to do list and I really oh, want and, but but hearing you is really gonna push me to do what I need to do because I I have peace but I want the peace that I that I hear in your mm-hmm. voice I want that peace okay yeah. <laughs> you can, you can get it you oh can, I know you can get it <laughs> yes. well before I let you go what is your definition of cool. Oh, my gosh. My definition of cool is being unapologetically you, regardless of what anyone else is doing. I think it's so cool when people, they just, they dance to the beat of their own drum Mm -hmm. and they are confident in it and they they rock with it. They roll with it. And they're not looking to the right, the left, or behind them. They're moving forward. I think that's so cool. Yes. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. <laughs> I try to. I've, I've never necessarily really been a follower. I've been, you know, as an introvert, I've been pretty much a, a loner, which can be a little lonely. But but I enjoy. I enjoy discovering new things and 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 doing new things that, that maybe other people aren't doing. And and feeling that boldness, I think that we all have. I, th- I think everybody is is cool when you're able to not compare yourself with others, but to just really be your best self. Yes, absolutely. Well, Sherelle, thank you so much for your time and just giving us all of this beautiful knowledge today. I really oh. appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I love to come back on and talk more. And I, I hope that everything goes well with you with your yoga journey for 2018. Thank you so much. And I'll be contacting you to let you know how my progress is going and also for questions. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Have a great one and continue success on everything. Thank you so much.